0: And they come back saying, I got allergies. I was like, Welcome to Texas. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Our God is good, isn't he? This is the only state in the union you can wake up one morning and it's 21, and the next day it's 80. So, praise God in that. Isn't it beautiful out there this morning? All right, so, if you're visiting this morning, we want to say welcome to you as well. As you we take the time to go out for a little bit of the find in front of you. Keep placing off the places. We greatly appreciate that. If you're joining us this morning online, we want to welcome you as well. Ask God's blessing upon you as you consider being a part of us here in the sanctuary of Rockston Baptist Church. And what do we got going on today in Rockston Avenue? Well, number one, after services today, we're going to have a couple of things going on at ministry three meetings at four o'clock, and we have a fire practice at 4.30. So fire practice at four thirty, followed by evening work at six o'clock. Monday night at the College Book Club. Some upcoming event in Ruston Avenue, and she's going to be a part of that Saturday coming up month. Um, we'll be having our prayer breakfast back here at Ruston Avenue. Uh, in November, we met over at uh, uh, Summer Hills Baptist Church, and so we skipped out in December because we're so close to Christmas. We're picking back up this month, so we're picking back up here at Ruston Avenue uh, next Saturday up at 7 a.m. We're going to come and be a part of that. This we pass the from we'll come and listen to what you have with us. And then now, uh, we will have a 30-day in uh, that like right? And then we'll move the to for their winter youth stamp. a talker. that thing, there's no fee to get that cooked up. So you've got one of those in the closet blue ribbon recipes. If you want to find out how. Thank you very much, Monica, in that show. So, uh, but, um, there no but there's a don't see the that, but there is a team to come in and eat in this city. So I think that's $5.58. a volunteer right there. Praise God. <laughs> Let's go to the morning prayer. And after we pray, would you rise and welcome one another. Father, we come to you I Jesus, to thank you so much for allowing me to be in your house this morning. Would you bless us, Lord God, for the double portion of your of today? May it fall down like rain and each day one of our hearts. Lord, and I just pray today, Lord, if there be anyone who needs to come and know you are personal Lord Savior, anyone, Father, we needs to get their heart right with you, family and those that are out, sick. Yes, you to take you back to your you name, you Amen. Please rise and welcome one another. Yes, sir. Good morning. I hope I did not That'll uh, melt the dad's heart. Thank you, Jesus. You know, I have four sons, and I've you got know, uh, many times, when I get a picture, I'm in to few sons. I talk to my sons, and they say, no. I say, why not? And they say, Dad, you've been watching me on our lives. And church and food give great hearts. And no matter what happens, somehow or another, it becomes past the time. Of course, you know that's true. Whether it happened to it, it's not true. Whether it was something to be done or something that thought could be done, it's fault. It's a dad, I don't want to be a man. Well, my goodness, I still have hope for that. So to praying for that constantly to happen, one will become a I have one that needs to prayer. And she says, I don't want to do with church anymore. I spent all my life going there. So, she pray for my eldest I would pray that she We sh- will not give up on him. We claim Proverbs 22, 6, every day. We train that child up in the way he should go. When he's older, we will not talk about Amen. We will never, ever. Amen. Uh, we had just a wonderful service this morning. We have had a great job on the first uh, meeting this Mary and family, such a family for blessing us uh, last Sunday night. We're definitely twice now. We're going to exile even Maryland, right? We're turning those feet to us. The South is not you know. Thank you, you know. Uh, yes, yes. Blessed be the name of the Lord. <laughs> wonderful blessings. This message is the greatest show on earth. And I hope and pray that you are thinking along the way. I think you get a bulletin, you saw the big top of the cover. That's right. The church, the top. A for you right there. That's what I want you to think about a little bit. But perhaps this morning, before we get started, you're a little confused. And you know what I mean because you've been in church and you're a Christian and you're on God's team, but you kind of feel like sometimes. Left out a little bit of what's going on. And so I want to bring to you a scenario now that comes from my fatherhood. I had four sons, two who played sports all the way through high school. Uh, but my most memorable son playing sports is Jordan, who just came to us today. And he uh, was 26th sixth grader, and he was playing football, and he uh, made an interception. He played It was a fought for interception. He had to, to grab it and he had to struggle for it. And of course, he bounced up and around a few times and made a, a miraculous, spectacular tap. And then he began running the wrong way. <laughs> Into the wrong end zone, which resulted in a safety for the, team, a sport for the wrong team. <laughs> And uh, I remember when he came back and realized what he had done. You know, sometimes we do that in God's house. We're, we got God's jersey on. We've got on God's team, but sometimes we end up scoring for the devil. You know what I mean? Sometimes we end up scoring for him because we're confused, and we miss out on what's happening. And sometimes we don't understand you feel like we're left out of the group. We're left out of the huddle. And when the action starts going on, we end up getting confused, and we end up scoring for the wrong team. That's just where you are this morning. But so I want you to know this this sermon is for those that feel like they've been scoring for the wrong team. Even though they're on God's team, they have no doubt about that. They know they're going to heaven. But every time they open their mouth, every time they try to do something, they feel like, I'm running the wrong way. Is that what you do, Perhaps you're one of those who Pastor, I am a Christian, and I am living my life as much as I can for the glory of God the Father, for the glory of God the Son, for the glory of God the Holy Ghost. greatest show on earth, if you have your Bible just turn to Luke chapter 4. We're going to do a little bit of reading. We're going to read the first 14 verses of Luke chapter 4. So bear with me, the Bible says, Then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan, and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being tempted for forty days by the devil. And in those days he ate nothing. afterwards when day ended, he said the ended, to the hungry. And the devil said to him, If you are the Son of God... Man to show to become bread. So Jesus answered him, saying, It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Then the devil, taking him up on a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment. Of time. And the devil said to him, All the sovereignty I will give you, and their glory, for this has been delivered unto me, and I give it to whoever I wish. Therefore, if you will worship before me, all will be yours. Then he brought him to Jusuliah, to Jerusalem. Then he brought him to Jerusalem, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here, for the greatness will give here an is angels, and keep you and in their hands, they said, up, and so they you up just as before the man was coming. Jesus answered later and said to him, it has been said, Parted from him until the opposite time. Then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee, and the news of him went out through all surrounding. Say, we're a Father, of Jesus We're going to Father, we're coming down to Jesus' name. We just want to thank you, Lord God, for your word. Your word brings us comfort. Your word gives us truth. Your word leads us, it guides us, it directs us, Lord God. In a world where we can't be certain where to step, your word gives us a sure. Home, And I pray right now, Lord, that if you look at your world, you would stick to those who need come to know The Lord's name, you'd stick to those who are God. you'd chance to get to you. you those, Father God, that we to come back home. And so we give you the praise already, Lord, in Jesus. Amen. As you can gather, we're looking at three temptations of Jesus this morning. And I want to give you just a little bit of, And remember, at the baptism, spectacular, miraculous events had happened. John the Baptist had called Jesus down into the water. Jesus was baptized in him. and the Bible tells us that the heavens opened, the Spirit came down on him like a dove. And there was a voice from heaven that said, This is my beloved Son. is the only, you understand those three and every situation person And we're going to look so in detail a little bit this morning. It is my prayer this that God will give you the victory. In fact, I want to tell you right now, if you're not saved, I'm after you this morning. I'm coming after you. I want you to know my Jesus. Jesus had just been baptized. He had just received that wonderful Those Roman roads, and I just need you to understand that we need to learn something as a state. We need to learn something as a, a country of how to build roads. Those Roman roads are still around after 2,000 years. We build a road of how the dollars is gone in two months. Somebody say amen. We've got to get some homework done. We need to call those guys up and say, how did you do that? Because so we're, we're trying to pass bills now on infrastructure. Let's fix our roads and let's fix our bridges. All we needed was a bunch of Romans around here. Somebody say amen. The Roman roads. Now, please understand those Roman roads were patrolled by the Roman cohorts. And the cohorts were police-style squads. Usually they'd come out of the city and they would patrol for roving highwaymen. Highwaymen were those who would set traps for the stages, for the coaches, for the caravans that came through, or the way weary travelers that would walk on foot. And they would rob them. Broad daylight until the Roman cohorts made that peace, and they would often rest until the But The men learned, though, in time, that Romans are guess what Blonde hair, blue eyes, fair skin—and like a lot of us, they get out in the sun too long. They do get burned. Some of you sticking your heads like this. Some of you are like not me. Let me just tell you. They learned to run off of those Roman roads because the Roman cohorts also wore those big metal boots, and it would make slings. So they left those Roman roads, and they got out of the sand, and into the desert. And into the a lot. You know, boots got thrown off real quick, and they were barefoot, and they couldn't chase those kind So the Roman roads—that's where they. Theological evidence going out into the wilderness where uh, these kind the of men or other people would find these cities, these canyons, and so forth. They would reach underneath them from the does rain in the desert, trying to go off the other side. And oftentimes, what was treated by the sun was too much water. Please understand that. them, or they had to travel from watering spots to watering spots. The Irishmen learned how to get water out of the desert. These schools in these oasis, they learned to dig. and As they were digging, they would come across some voices. He was hungry. And let me tell you, for those who love to debate the Bible, what does that mean? It means he was hungry. You think you're hungry? Try going without food for 40 days. He was hungry. He was at the weakest point a human being could possibly be. We oftentimes forget that Jesus is 100% God, but he is also 100% human. When he hurts, he hurts. When he's hungry... He's hungry. Could you imagine A hungry pain that i after 40 days? Some of us are crying after 40 minutes. After 1202. You better believe it is. I got 39 and a half more years. Think about this and say 40 days! Where your weakest at And that's where he have to The first thing he brought to Jesus was this flesh. And that flesh is hungry to your imagination. God Almighty coming down in the form of an innocent, helpless baby, depending upon Mary and Joseph to change you, to feed you, to take you away from danger. And now, out of a sudden, hunger. hunger. Not just I'm hungry. First past tradition of the Greek hip literally and honestly means this. If you are, and because of the first past tradition, what I really should be saying is since you are. the Since you are the Son of God, why don't you command these stones to turn into bread? Now, if we were to translate it correctly, though, it would be something like this. If you are the Son of God, and I know you're the Son of God, and you know you're the Son of God, then why are you suffering? The first class. class is if you are, you need to prove it to me. What's the third class? The third class of that Greek is if, if you are, and I really don't think you are, so why even bother? first class? If you are, and I know you are, and you know you are, why are you going through this? Why are you going through this? Let's look at that place. Luke chapter 4, verses 1, through 4, the Bible says, Then Jesus being filled with the holy Ghost, returned from the Jordan, and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being tempted for 40 days by the devil. And in those days, he ate nothing, and afterward, when they had ended, he was hungry if well you are the son of God and I know you're the son of God and you know you're the son of God in fact anybody who found you knows you're the son of God do you remember what the voice said this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased you are the son of God and the God dead. Remember those dead? well stone. But we don't know exactly what he's dune, he got an oasis. And we do know what it it's very, very common to have with a dove where it'll take that wet sand and throw it down and it'll become a hard stone Listen how Jesus answered. Jesus answered and saying, when it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. So Jesus' response, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. wonderful example of the Word of God. It is my Bible. Use it is it all sin I read from this one for some of you who are stupid know that I changed my Bible often. You say, Pastor, you changed versions? No. versions I use I need to eat. Why? Because that's the one I got in this. Is it the best? No. Is it a good one? Yes. Is it comparable to anything else? Yes. How come you use old King James? Because I love saying that. Chapter. I got that lost. You know what my favorite word is in the King James Bible? It's wither. Wither and hither. Come ye hither. My wife and I text to each other in old language, we to take a look at the text of it, but they are of private nature. And would say, hey, thou fair victim, where art thou? She would say, you rogue. Yea, verily, I'm at work. So I love you, Lord. Words in effect, all the things are you to the world. You know, I've always in every sermon there's a somewhere yet to listen. Jesus' response was, Man well, not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. This is the word of God. We know because the Bible tells us that all scripture was given by God, inspired by him, and it's profitable for Come on, let me have this. to the do, profitable to the teach capital to live by. It's God's word, and we can trust it. We can take it to the bank. That we need to start living by it. Amen? But, if I'm hungry, I can't go through enough to this. It may fill my stomach, but it would be absolutely called the difference. No, it's just no value. Except for some of you who grew up in a bank, who'll eat the taste, You might just take a hand out. Now. So, what does Jesus do? for every word of God. And I want you to know, I want you to know, as we look at the presentation this morning, that if you're one of those this morning that says, Pastor, I am not being the Christian I'm supposed to be. Or you might be saying, saying I've got God's jersey on. I'm on God's team, but I keep feeling like I'm scoring for the wrong team. This message is for you. I want you to know, this is how you can start being the Christian God has called you to be. I want you to know, church, this is how we can start being the church. God has called us to be. Because He's, been patient. he's been Let's Take a look at that next slide. Look get a picture there of some of those. That's shown. Yeah, I know it looks like monster but it's not that That's right. So if you've been hungry for 40 days, that might actually look appetizing. For those of you that are planning on going to Waterburger after service, now that doesn't do. What about these ones, right here? Yeah, well that one actually looks like a hamburger, it? does that relate to a Christian Well, the first temptation teaches us that what well, I have read alone about every word um, I need you to understand temptation The temptation the devil is bringing to Jesus is simply this put yourself in God. Have you ever done that before God I want to do your will but I've got to do this for me are you there right now and you're wondering why you got the jersey on, but you're scoring for the wrong team? you ever wonder why you're feeling confused and left out of the huddle? And the reason why is because you've got to start putting God first in everything you do. And this is the first temptation that teaches us that God has to come first, even above your personal needs. Can I get an amen this morning? Some of you have been asking that for years, Pastor. How do I get right with God? You know where it starts at? It starts when we put God above our own stomachs. Amen. Jesus comes in front of our personal needs. A lot of us often have to put what we need before God. No particular. church, is 39 degrees. God cool it down a little bit. I ain't going to church. It's 42. Somebody say amen, me. You know it's true. I'm not preaching to the choir The the is gone. I'm preaching to you this morning. I'm preaching to me this morning. God has got to come first in everything we do. He's got to come first in our family. He's got to come first in our relationships. He's got to come first in our jobs church, God has got to come first. Why? Because man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of God's mouth. How do you do that? And let me tell you something, to those of you that are Bible scholars, to those of you that love to chew on God's Word, and those of you that love to grow on it, there's only one set of words that came directly out of the mouth of God, and you know where it came from. It came out of Mount Sinai, where God came down upon the mouth, and He said, Wonderful Ten Commandments that comes put so far behind the thing. It doesn't we'll apply to us. Don't tell too big to that we put God first above everything. When you put God first in your life, you're going to be the person God calls you to be. You're going to start going to your king. you've got to start putting God first in your life. You've got to start putting God first in your family. You've got to start putting God first above your own personal needs. You're hurting on your last house. You don't understand. Why don't you get somebody and bring it with you? You ever heard that old saying, Misery Love Company? Isn't it amazing how some, if somebody's miserable, they want to make somebody miserable with them? That is not exempt from the truth. Christians are guilty of it as well. And we do that to each other all the time. You know, one of the, one of the ways you love to do it, because Misery Loves Company, you love to die. We like to hide it under the guise of prayer. We do. Somebody came up to me last week and said, Pastor, can I trust you in the secret? I said, Battlefucking right, the something we told me, it's person you to trust you. What did he tell me that. I saved myself from falling. What? I saved myself from that. He said that, he said that, he said that, he did. God first. We're going to be in association with God's called to us. And we have to stop putting God first over everything. That includes money, that includes our own personal needs, that includes our hunger, that includes our own physical comfort. God, comes first. Please so remember, there's a devil attached us. We need the devil to teach you. That's where we're attached to you. I'm going to say a good nation. Luke chapter then the devil took me up Coming up now, know, right now, over 50% of Christians in the United States don't believe the devil is a physical person. Isn't that crazy? They believe that he's just a figurehead of evil. What? Right. Well, they don't think it's a physical person. They think it's just a, a, a name we call for all evil and all bad things. I mean, it's the year Jesus, it's ready to come the devil took him up on a high mountain, Easter, and he showed him all the imagine ancient Egypt and all the splendor kings to come and I mean, the What about the wives? like the fire. The devil's came up on a high mountain. And we don't know where that mountain is. And we do know that something spiritual and it showed Jesus all the kingdoms in the world in a moment of time. Right in front of him, slash them all. And the devil said, I will make you king of them. I will give you all their authority, all their glory, all their armies will be at your command. Therefore, if you will worship before me, all will be yours. Jesus answered and said to the of him, All to the other things. Get thee behind me thinking. For it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shalt thou serve. Remember, we are still looking at the first class condition that it didn't get the problem. You are the Son of God, and I know you're the Son of God, and you know you're the Son of God. Thinking. Remember the first service, yeah? All the kingdoms of the world. He's on a mountain and he gets to see every single one of them from every moment of time to right now. And you know what? If you that to the Old Testament. You know the first king of the it's the kingdom of the sea? kingdom of And he right off plain. Imagine that right then and there. Jesus, you could stop the Tower of Babel. Jesus, you could stop the world from being flooded. Jesus. You can stop all this pain, all this misery. You can stop uh, Omar Gaddafi. You can stop Saddam Hussein. You can stop them all. You can stop them. You can be in charge of Adolf Hitler. Charge anything. Most of us know we would rather not. You know what Pastor? You're the most delegated pastor I've ever seen. <laughs> I've learned. i somebody else does. Jesus, says, give me a hand. You don't have to suffer for it, Jesus. You don't have to do God's will. I will give it to you. And that's a temptation every Christian faces every day. When the devil comes to us and says, You don't have to crucify yourself, you don't have to die to yourself, you can still do the devil's will and be Godly. It's a faith, that's a temptation that you can be feet of feet, Lord of things without the cross. Could you imagine where we would be right now if Jesus did not go? What if he said, Well, I'm king of kings and Lord of lords without the cross? Where would you be? You know, we'd be? be going to hell because there would be no salvation because it took his precious blood to make us whole. There's no shortcuts in Christianity, and most of us have grown up in churches where we preach shortcuts of Christianity. You don't have to dot those I's, you don't have to cross those D's. We're all doing a revival in Northfield Hills. Michigan, Pastor came up to me and said, I'd like to pray for us. Of course, what am I praying for? And we would say, Well, last year we did our taxes, but we did not report. This year, I'm afraid we'll get honored for And we talked about taking. To do and accomplish what I want done without doing it God's way. Let me tell you something. You might be one of those sinners saying, I, I feel like I'm on God's team, but I'm not quite in the huddle. I'm confused. You know what? Maybe sure in Christianity. Are you cutting out your prayer time? Are you cutting out your Bible study time? Are you cutting out your fellowship time? I can't tell you how many Christians believe today that they can be in fellowship and walk with God and not be in His house with His people. They think they can be right with God and not be with God's people. Taking shortcuts Ah, You know what you do doing? You're falling for the second generation. I can do it without God. I can do it without God's way. I can do it without God's people. There's a shortcuts in Christianity. The on, the church starts to get and they will find a very large amount. the staffer of new local newspaper and not store In relationship with God. God understands. God knows my heart. You know what? You must serve You know, the same you. Let's look at that third occasion. Remember, though, if you're going to do the Christian God has called you to be, God's got to come close to everything you do, including over your own stomach. You can take no shortcut in your relationship with God. You've got to do God's will perfectly. You've got to do all of it, not part of it, not most. You've got to do all of it. And most of the time, that leads us to the problem. What about the church you take? The third Look at here, Luke 4, verse 9 kind of 12. The Bible says, Then he brought him to Jerusalem. He knew the devil, killed him knew Jesus. he brought him to Jerusalem. And he set him on the pinnacle of the temple. The pinnacle meaning the highest place. He said to him, If you are, then we'll look back to this because you are the Son of God, and I know you're the Son of God, and Jesus, you know you're the Son of God. Throw yourself down, Jesus. For it is written, he forgave the angels charge over you, to keep you, and in their hands it shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot, okay? thank you. He said to him, and good said, you are, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, Are you following with you so fast? Are you realizing that when it comes to doing God's will, when it comes to way or it's not happening. Jesus is not up in heaven saying, let's make a deal. Jesus is not up in heaven saying, I made a deal and it's with the cross. This time Jesus responds to the devil and says it's not temporary with God. In case he's to get the power of God. He brings, Incidentally, perhaps you realize the devil takes his So the atheist culture and anyone who disagrees with the word of God I love it how anytime you get in a biblical debate with somebody who's not a Christian they pull out the word of God and try to use it against you and then when you pull the word of God out they say I don't believe it isn't it amazing doesn't it prove it prove it I know God exists and must be so, it's in my heart. I sing the song. Huh? Huh? How do you know these flowers exist? Somebody made them. How do you know God That paper this. you can't touch him, you can't talk to him, you can't smell him, you can't see him. How do you know he's there? Atheist so decultist so that anyone who disagrees with the word of God, he ends up saying, Prove it, prove it to me, Pastor, prove it to me. I need God to give me a message from heaven. Oh my goodness, God gives us a message every morning, doesn't he? Every morning when those birds are singing, can you hear God saying, I love you, my child? Every time the rains come down, can you hear the wind? Cheering you at the crowning point of his creation, every time the sun beats down, that's God kissing you. Can you not hear it? God has a message for you. Oh, but that's not. In one, one little cult, his life in the sacrifice is not a good attempt. Most people say Jesus breaks the Sabbath. No, he doesn't. He keeps it perfectly. You shall not kiss the Lord your God. That's how Jesus responds. And what does he respond to? Do? The devil says, jump off a pinnacle and the uh, You don't do this for me, then you don't really love me. You didn't hear me. I can't tell you how many people have been in my office saying, "I prayed and I prayed and I prayed and I prayed. I had faith, I had faith, I had faith, and I prayed." And God didn't do it for me. These lies, this God. God has already shown His love for you in the fact that He gave His only begotten Son, that if you will just believe in Him, you will never perish but have everlasting life. God has already shown His love for us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. There is no more need for Him to demonstrate any more love for us. He gave the ultimate sacrifice, paid the ultimate price. Why? Because He loves you so much. He gave His only begotten Son. We have the audacity to say, do this for me or you won't love me. And Jesus is here on the pinnacle of the temple. And the devil says, jump off. And the Bible says in Psalm 91 that his angels will catch you and set you down. You'll lightly, I want you to see the face. What's going on here? Well, it's just fine. it well attended. Well attended. You're on the to the devil and the angels caught him under his arm. must be true. You sing. It's not about what you think. It's not about what you preach and how good you think you preach. It's about Jesus Christ and Him crucified. It's about God giving his only begotten Son. Why? Because He loves you. You will not put the Lord your God to the task. Don't ever stand up and jump off a little pedestal. You know what happened to Jesus that actually done that? Are you ready for this? Flat. Flat. Because not even Jesus. Over your needs, over your cares, over everything, God has got to be first. Do you remember the greatest commandment in the Bible? Thou shalt love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your strength. God has got to come first in everything. Two, you want to be the Christian God has called you to be. You can absolutely positively take no shortcuts in this I'm not reading my Bible. now, as you're putting your stomach on God, and you're putting some shortcuts in, now all of the focus is on God anymore. It's you. are always did those things to the Father. He never once to put the focus off of God the Father. He was always on God the Father. He was always on what God was doing. He was always on God here with us. He was always on God. Did, they were banging down the door. Look with me in Luke 4, verse 13. Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee, and news of him went out to all around the region. And what does that mean? That means that you will put God in if you will stop taking shortcuts, if you will make sure to focus things on God in everything you do. what's going on here. God is first is what's going on here. No more shortcuts is what's going on here. God comes above me. That's what's going on here. And the Bible says, really, spread throughout. say, Pastor, I try to put God first in everything, but man, I say, I'm just lazy, I'm just old, I'm just tired. This morning when I was praying, I was yawning. no dust. for your word. Your word is quick and is powerful. It suffers in any 2 And I pray right now, we cut down the girl's hearts. Cut down the girl's souls. There's any that needs to come to know you. Need, any father, God, needs to get that heart what God needs to be a part of what you're doing here in life. So do that today, do that today. So do that today, do that today. you let your spirit move in all hearts and lives. to me. don't forget four thirty be we don't forget six going be part that. We're looking at That is the book that. So going to be a part of that don't forget Monday night the book club, we're gonna have a lot of fun with that. we are create the timeline Monday night, praise God. So you know there's gonna be two paper yeah, Right? Tuesday, we have ladies' Bible Study twice. Since we she's be a part of that. Wednesday, Bible study, 6.30, prayer service. And Thursday, Sunday, Bible study, 6.30. Don't forget, prayer breakfast, Saturday, 7. So, I think we've got all the things going on. y'all know we're waiting for sausage, bacon, and eggs again. Praise God. So, remember the temptation, guys. Man doesn't live by sausage, baby alone. But by every biscuit he cooked me. Well, I'll right before, right before. Great job for that. Uh, let's close in that word of prayer again, and I will.